Welcome to the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Here you will find powerful messages from our ministry founder and president, Patrick Baker. You will also hear interviews and testimonies, all designed to encourage God's people to come higher in Christ Jesus and experience true power in Him. Join us every week on our prayer line every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. and Tuesday and Friday nights at 7.30 and 9 p.m. respectively. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Thank you, Sister Isabella, for that song, Does Jesus Care? And yes, brethren, he does care. He cares about each and every one of us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And at this point in time, we are now going to go into the word of the Lord brought to us by Brother Patrick. And before he comes and greets us on the line, let us just say a short word of prayer. Father, we give you honor and glory and praise. And we just want to thank you, Lord, for this day, this Sabbath day in which you have blessed, sanctified, and you have allowed us to rest in it. And as Brother Patrick is about to come on, I am asking that you will just anoint him afresh, clear his mind from every distraction. And Holy Spirit, you take 
over, take over his tongue, take over his lips, his thoughts, so that the words that are going to proceed out of his mouth will touch the hearts of the brethren. It will make us even go into repentance, and we will be converted fully in Jesus' name. So may you anoint your son now with fresh manna from your throne room. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God, Brother Patrick. Press star, star to unmute your phone and welcome. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Um, God is truly an awesome God and I'm so grateful that we are serving a powerful God and we have been going through this fasting and the Lord has been carrying us And that's what he promised to do. So we have to just be ready for where he's going to take us and the things we're going to do because he promised that we are not of our own. Just want to say praise God for that powerful song, He Cares. And that's what the book Step to Christ is about. It's about the love of Christ, how much he loves you and I that he paid a price and purchased us. And I'm just so grateful. So, you know, I just want to join in with Sister Kathleen, Sister Michelle, and welcoming everyone on the prayer line tonight as we fellowship together from different countries. We really appreciate your prayers, your testimonies. And... um uh, we recognize that there's a lot of people fasting around the globe. We are hearing testimonies from different countries. And we are hearing how the fasting is going. And God is just good. We just appreciate everything as we fellowship together. Um, just want to share a little testimony here. Um, I've been receiving a lot of calls with people that needs to be delivered. And I'm saying to myself, is it because we're doing the 21 days fasting? Why? We have so many calls of individuals that needs to be delivered. And as I was telling a sister that if you don't get your call to be prayed for yet, it's because the Lord is not fully ready for your deliverances. And another point is that if when you're on the line, a deliverance is taking place where we are praying for somebody, like two days ago, we sent a message out again, and we're praying for a young lady. I don't know if she's on tonight from UK, where she was going through high-level stuff, you know. And it's not everybody can tolerate or comprehend it because some people are learning. And um, and one of the things is, if, if somebody's been delivered on the line and you're coming under attack, I'll explain the type of attack just so that we know. If we are going through reading Psalms 3, Matthew 27, Revelation 20, and much prayers are going up. And, and there are certain things they are experiencing 
in your body. Like, for example, you start to get chills. You feel like you're going to throw up. You start to get weak. You know, don't think that it's a way to get off the line. Because, you see, the devil knows that if he gets you off the line, then you won't comprehend and you won't receive your deliverance. There's several times that we're praying for people and some people are doing the exact things that we ask the individual to do when we pray for them. And what happened? That individual ended up being set free. There's several times. I remember I went to Florida at a church to do a revival and a woman came up, a woman of God, and shared that when I prayed a long time ago, she was delivered. And when she shared her testimony, it was so powerful. And I'm like, why didn't you call me? At least let us know, you know. And she had the opportunity of sharing her testimony down there at the church. And that happened probably about six years ago. So there's several times I've seen that happen. I remember one time I was doing a deliverance on a young lady, and there was another young lady in another office close by. And she told me after that, when I was commanding the spirit out of that individual, even though she wasn't physically there, but she was just able to hear, something was coming out of her at the same time. So it's just for knowledge and for learning. So if you're on the line and we're praying and there's a deliverance going on and you're feeling sick, you have to hang in there and ask the Lord to deliver you too. Because part of being delivered is, is vomiting, feeling sick, feeling weak. There's a different turn to it if you're coming under attack. You know, the devil wants you to be fearful. So if you're coming under attack, you're going to be afraid, you're fearful, and you, there's a difference. But when you're being delivered, there are certain signs that we preach about all the time. And we have people giving their testimonies. And when they give their testimonies, they share what they were going through, and how they were delivered. So it's just something to know that when we're praying and it's really deep and you are experiencing certain things, you are going through a deliverance. And uh, sometimes if you study the word and the prayer line is over and you go back to your bed or wherever, the deliverance can continue. Um, when we prayed for the young lady in UK, she said that um, the demon said that it will take them five days to get out. And I clearly asked her in the interview, did you experience anything happen when you get off the phone? And she said, yes. She felt her head, the top of her head, open up and things was going out of her head constantly. Because we ask God to do it. 
That's the power of prayer. That's the power of coming to the mercy seat and understanding how God works and how he's able. So it's very important because I got calls and a lot of people, I think I got three calls with people feeling sick. It's because you're experiencing a deliverance yourself. So just remember that. And when that is happening, just stay in the word. You see, what the enemy does is get us fearful so that we will stop. And some people will be afraid to even read the word because they they felt their body trembling, their body shaking. It's the more. You see, the word is where the power is at. The word, nothing else. It's the word of God that brings the power. So let us be mindful that when we call, and in the last few days of the the fasting, there's going to be more deliverance that's going to happen. You know, if you're on call, if your phone beeps and you want to come on, when we send out the message, if you want to be a part of it, because it, all the power comes from Jesus Christ. So if you want to be partakers and experience the Lord setting people free and we send out the message, just be ready to come on the line to listen and to pray because we really need the prayers of the brethren. The last time we had that young lady from UK, it was very powerful and we couldn't get enough help. It was way powerful than busy, the young lady from UK, way more powerful. So, you know, because I have experience with her already in terms of astral projection, you know, a lot of things happen. And she is Seventh-day Adventist, of course. Yes, she is. So, it just say again that God is doing a work and this is preparation time. We have to be ready and be prepared for the way the Lord will use us. So it's just an encouragement, brethren, to stay committed, stay connected with the Lord, and he will see us through. And I know it's going to happen. Okay, I'm going to say a prayer, and I'm going to go into the word. I Okay, I'm impressed to take two questions before I, I open the word. Somebody has two questions, and we always invite, especially the new callers, to ask questions. If you're just coming in for the first time, and based on what I said, if there's any question, we want to make sure everything is crystal clear. And so this is ministry is very open. That's why we have the question and answer before we do some of the programs. So everything is clear. There's nothing hid- hidden. Everything is scriptural. There's nothing hidden under the sun when it comes to this ministry. No surprises. So if there's any question, I will take only two. Press your star star if there's any question. Hi. Brother Patrick. Hi. It's Mr. Yes. Claudia. How are you? Okay, um, not you too said bad. The deliverance will... Hi. You said the deliverance um, will continue even after. So if you're still feeling the same feeling that you were feeling during the the deliverance, does that mean like it will take 
is still going on even till like today. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Because you said that deliverance still continues. Does that mean that it's still continuing if having the same feeling that you're having in the same um, space? Okay. Um, you will you will becoming more lighter. You will feel in the, 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 the burden lifted. You will be experiencing deliverance. And when you're experiencing deliverance, it's different, different from when a spirit tries to enter you. If you find a spirit try to enter you, then you have to pray more, pull for the word, and you have to practice where you can rebuke and say, I don't want you to be part of my body. My body is a temple of the living God. And you start to quote the scripture and you just start to rebuke. So because you see, when the okay. word is being read, the enemy gets really weak. He's afraid of the word. So if you are listening at deliverance, because if they manifest, they will have to leave. So when the prayer and the word of God go deep and root them out, they will want to manifest and want to leave. So in a case like that, to test it, you have to go and start to read the word and start to rebuke them and not be afraid, but start to tell them, I want no part of you. I belong to Jesus Christ of Nazareth and tell them. And then, you know, so that's kind of the procedure. Sometimes okay. it continues, but you have to able to discern that. Yeah, we'll talk more on it. Praise okay. God. Thank, Thank you, you for, for the knowledge time. because I just got a, a lot of information from you tonight. Thank you so much for the knowledge. Praise the Lord. Thank you, sister. Praise God. One more have question. Yeah, no problem. April star star last call. I'm going to open a short word. Yes, hello, brother. Hello. hello. Okay, we heard two. We'll hello. take the two person. Go ahead. Yes. Um, I don't know if I um I gave a testimony about um I just got revealed to me there was a witchcraft. Um, I don't know if it's the right word to to um to use. Um, a family member was reading some type of books, two small books. Um, they had prayers, but they're not prayers to God. And um, I just need to know, now that it's revealed to me, I pray about it. How do I go? Um, what do I do about Okay, it? so did they, is it? Young people, is it they call you for help? Do they want help? Or did they ask you for help? Or? No. Um, um, I, I'm going, you know, I don't want to put too much, but we had an issue in, in, this, in my house. And my um, uh, a pastor came and I anointed the house. And he told me, his mother was a pastor as well. He told me that there was a spirit of jealousy. Um, but I didn't understand at that time because we were not, um, now I understand better what the enemy is doing. So it's been uh, seven or eight years ago. So right now, um, last Saturday while I was um, fasting, it was revealed to me the person who did it. Um, came to my uh, God revealed the person to me and I remember exactly when the person came to my house three times 
but the last time she was here, she was reading the book and she misplaced them and I help her and I find them and give them to her. And I realized now she came here just, her purpose was to do witchcraft by, because she was jealous. And um, I, I remember now when the pastor told me there was a spirit of jealousy. So this is why what I'm going through with my a family member, it, this is um, the result of, of what the family member did, not on my side, on my husband's side. So now, how can I go about what? What do I do? Okay. Okay. Um, sometimes it's not wise to go and, and tell them sometimes and say, I know what you're doing. Because we are children of the living God. Um, they came and they did something in your house and they read those books, so they willingly do it, so they're opening the door. So you're just trying to safeguard yourself because they know what they're doing. They're not asking for help. So what you have to do, you have to renounce it. You have to rebuke those spirits out, and you have to anoint the I house. So oh. if you did then, it's not supposed to have no effect unless it's not done right. Because you see, when we pray, for example, we will come there and say, okay, Lord, show us where she conjured up the spirit or where she read that book. And we will go there and we will rebuke. I know rebuke. the two rooms. Eh? I know the two rooms. It was in the guest room the first time. Yeah. And the second time was in, um, it's like in-laws, um, and down there, I remember the two rooms. So it was revealed to me Saturday, like clear. And I know God was trying to tell me, um, but yes, Saturday was clear. Amen. And I started to rebuke her, and I started to pray about it. And I even, um, she has a picture here. I even took a, scissors, a pair of scissors and cut her a picture because I couldn't see it. And I really stabbed her, the face. And I said, if she doesn't repent, then I, I asked for. Got a sword to be, you know, I, I pray and I really claim it, but I need to know now, now that you said something about Patrick, maybe we need to anoint the house. I have uh, You have to, you have to here. anoint. Okay, the way people work witchcraft is that they, they chant or they will leave an accursed things in there. So you have to first go in there and if we were there now, we will come in there and we will stand in the room, for example, and we'll say, Lord, you know what happened here right now in Jesus' name. We're asking you now to open our eyes and our discernment and show us if there's any accursed thing that is left by such and such in this room. And you will wait to hear from God. Not- silent. Silent. And then when you wait, God will show you. And when he shows you, I'm speaking with confidence because that's how we do it. When he shows you, you start to rebuke them out. And what you can do also, ask the Lord to open your eyes that you can see them leaving. And you rebuke them out in Jesus' name. And then you reconsecrate the anointing oil. And then you anoint the room. You see, the thing why we see so many deliverance is because we step out in faith. For example, we will ask God to show us when they're marching out. And it's not many people pray like that. So God will sometimes show us. He will show one of somebody in the team, and they will see them running out. And when we anoint it, oh, man, we have so many testimonies. God is so powerful. So you need to reconsecrate the oil 
and you need to drive out any spirit that she conjures up. Because remember, we're right. It's her prayers. It eh? was her prayers because I, I know it's her prayers. She was doing some prayers because she's a member of the Rosie Christian Christian or something like that. It's a different. Uh, it's a female way of of, of um, uh, mason mason Yeah, mason? but what I'm saying is, if mason she did a prayer, it means she do a prayer to conjure them, to call them. So you renounce the prayer and you drive them out because there's more power with us. So yeah. we're going to talk about it some more, but that's the way it goes. You okay. dry, you use the prior, yeah, and you God will show you them leaving. And you're going to come back and testify, sister, because if you don't do it the proper way, they're going to remain there, and then they will oppress the family. And that's where a lot um, of people don't see breakthroughs. One more thing. It's just what she did was really um, praying her prayers and then to put um, like a jealousy thing in between me and my children. And at that time when she came the first time, it was between me and my husband. She she was not, she did not succeed. And now uh, the second time, I think it was between me and my children. That's what, that's what God revealed to me by praying her prayers. Uh, so you have to renounce so, it. You renounce the spirit of jealousy and you command that spirit out and the Lord will show you. Mm-hmm. And okay, when he shows yeah, you, you, call and give a testimony because this is real. It's real challenges. With yeah, Sister Thank Lunda, you so I spoke to Sister Lunda, Sister Lunda and I, we spoke about it at uh, the beginning of this week and she told me I need to go back and pray for to rebuke not only that, but she said to undo, forgot to undo what was done. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, sister. Thank you. Okay, we heard one more person wanted to ask a question. Go ahead. Yes, good night, Brother Patrick. I just wanted to know the scriptures that you mentioned earlier when we were praying. Okay. The scripture is Psalms 3, Revelation 20, and Matthew 27. For for spiritual warfare, Psalms 3 is one of the most powerful and effective scripture I've ever seen. It was because David was in trouble and he cried out to the Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? You know what I mean? So it's very powerful. If you just keep reading that nonstop, every power of darkness will start to shake. There's several times I've gotten people to read it and the enemy will block them and they will become mute and can't speak. I've seen that several times before the breakthrough comes. So, all right. Thank you so much. Every so often, we're going to give the opportunity for individual to ask questions because it's a teaching and you have to walk away learning. A lot of people have been watching this ministry for tw- years over 10 years, and they're not learning. We have to learn. You know, every time I go into homes and people having Florida water, frankincense and more, harsh shoe, inch measure hanging up at doors, burning frankincense and more, burning sage. Sage bring demon in your home. All of these that I call bring demon in your home. And it's so sad. A lot of Adventists, 
practicing this ritual. A lot of Adventists, somebody building a new home, they kill a chicken in the home and say they're blessing the house. That's an African uh, culture that we brought out that they use as a ritual. We cannot use these things. We cannot in Jesus' name. We have to do what is right and what is pleasing in the sight of the Lord and stop from practicing ritual. A lot of things we do. I know I spoke to a, a young lady this week and she told me she having some issue and somebody told her to get sage and, and burn it and take some rum with some water and put it certain place in the house. If we are Adventists, please, these are ritual. It will bring spirit in. When it comes to people of the living God, you don't do no ritual. You don't bathe in blue and take bath. And anybody speak like that is not of God. People of God speak about the word, nothing but the word. Anybody tell you to go and throw water, go put water there, go put this there. All we need to do is go, thus said the Lord, strictly, thus said the Lord. So let us be faithful and follow the word and don't follow ritual and tradition. Praise God. So every so often we will give some encouragement because this 21 days fast, it's really a testing time when people are going to come under attack because the devil don't want our eyes to open. He don't want you to get the breakthroughs. So he's going to speak to you. He's going to tell you different things to do. And we cannot comprehend, comply. Okay, I want you to go with me to, I'm going to look at a little part of Step to Christ, page 34. I know we read up to, I think, page 38. It's the comments if you're on, yeah? And um, I want to just read that paragraph. You know that Step to Christ is so powerful that when you read this book slowly, you can't be the same again when you see how much Christ loves you and I. It's 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 unexplainable. Let's pray. Father in heaven, as we're about to just share a short word, Lord, I pray through the blood of Jesus Christ that you will hear your people and you will bless us in abundance and your name will be exalted and we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Okay, I'm going to read the first paragraph here and then I'm going to go to the word. Okay, it says in Step to Christ, it says, Jesus says, what, thing, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And that is a quote from Mark eleven twenty four. We have to note these things and underline them and see how we can apply them. If we pray for anything that we desire, 
we shall get it. But you know what? That's when we are connected to the Lord because we are his. That's when self is gone. He says, there, there is a condition to this promise that we pray according to the will of God. I want you to underline to the will of God. But it is the will of God to cleanse us from sin, to make us his children, and to enable us to live a holy life. So we may ask for these blessings and believe that we receive them and thank God that we have received them. It is our privilege to go to Jesus and be cleansed and to stand before the law without shame or remorse. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. I think a lot of people misunderstood what the Lord is saying to us. You see, there's times when the Lord tells us in the word, knock and it shall be opened. Ask and it shall be given. But you know what? We're always asking for things that the Spirit did not bid us to do. We're not asking. I'm going to read it again, please. I'm going to read it again from, from there is a condition. First, you see what it says? Ask. What things soever he desire, when you pray, believe that he received them and you have them, according to Mark eleven twenty four. So he said then, ask and believe you receive it, but there is one, there is a condition to this promise, that we pray according to the will of God. Mercy. That's the turning point. That's the turning point. Are we praying according to the will? Are we praying for something out of the will? You know what the will is that God wants us to pray for, what it's saying? That we may become overcomers of sin, that his Holy Spirit will come in. The Lord is trying to say, listen, pray for cleansing, pray for spiritual things. That's his will. His will is not to pray. He already promised that if you seek him first, all other things are going to be added. He already promised that. That's a promise. That's a given. But we don't see it as a given, you see. We don't comprehend that. Mercy. I really want you to think a bit higher. We're in fasting. We're coming higher. Think a little bit different tonight according to what Sister White Tend in step to Christ here, the Spirit of the Lord leading her. To say that we are praying for things out of the will of God. You see, God's will is that we, are, we be cleansed from sin. And, and we will be enabled by His Holy Spirit to live holy lives. Because if we live like this, all things will be added. Wow. I don't think we get it. You see, the other paragraph, I'm going to turn to 1 Peter chapter 1. I'm going to read verse 18 and 19. 
First Peter chapter 1, verses 18 to 19. Two verses before we close. This is very deep. I want you to really think, though, about the paragraph I just read, that God's will, we're praying for all different things. We're praying to get all different cars, homes, family come back to us, all different things. And we are saying, Lord, we're praying in your will. Let thy will be done. The Lord is telling us, listen, my will is to see people come from sin and turn to me. And he's talking about Israel. He's talking about people in the church. All of us turn fully and be reconsecrated and be filled with his Holy Spirit. That's what he wants us. For. That's his will. Because if we are under the umbrella of Christ Jesus, all things are going to be added. We don't have to worry where to live. We don't have to worry about the car. Listen, Psalms 21, he will grant us favor. When you're fasting for this, fasting, a lot of people are fasting that their son come home, their daughter come home. The Lord is saying, when you come on this fast, Pray for spiritual things. Pray for a transformation of your heart, of our heart. A transformation that we will turn from sin. And you see when we turn from sin, the blessing is going to come in bundles. Everywhere you turn, people are going to grant you favor. Listen, when you love the Lord, you're going to see some favor in your life. Bless you. You don't want it evil received. It. You're like, wow, is that for me? How come people are so nice to me everywhere? You know why? Because you're turning from sin. You're praying in God's will. I'm going to tell you what the Lord did to give us this access. We're going to read verse 18. First Peter 1 verse 18. I'm telling you the access access that God give us. He has given us so that we can receive this power. And this power will bring wealth. It will bring good health. It will bring joy. This power is the power of being redeemed and redeemed from sin and have access. Okay, let's read. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation perceived by tradition from your fathers. Again, we're going to break it down. Listen, in other words, he's saying, you have been purchased. When you say you have been purchased, it meant that he paid for you and I. He paid a price. Price is like money. You're selling something and you expect money. He paid a price using his blood to redeem us. You know what is redeemed? To be redeemed, bought us back. Hey, hey, come on, somebody. Let me explain it to you. 
how many people on this line ever sold a property and tried to buy it back? Are you ever sold your house? And then you realize you make a big mistake and you go knocking and say, do you want to sell it back? If you want to add 20000 on it, I will still buy it back. You ever felt like you had a house five years ago and it, now you really appreciate it? And you want to go back and say, if I could only buy it back, you know? Listen, how many? Some people just move on. You know, some people, money can't do it. But I'm just giving you a little idea here. Redeemed. He bought us back. It's not easy. He ransomed us. He exchanged for us. Hey, hello, somebody. You see, this is talking about God the Father sending Jesus to redeem us. And the Redeemer is only through blood by purchase, buying us back, restoring our mind from the sinful man, giving us access to heaven where we can pray and receive blessings when we pray in his will. I think to pray in his will, we have to understand that we have been redeemed. That's why they call Christ the Redeemer. And they even have that song, My Redeemer liveth, mercy. He redeemed us with his precious blood. He paid redemption. He paid for it. And listen, the scripture says that he did not redeem us with corruptible things. Corruptible things are things that perish. Things that decay. You know, things that is not capable to, to it, it's capable to be corrupted then. It's, it's, it's not something that can last. You know, it's like you're cutting some greens and you know in a few days if you don't use it, it's done, it's gone. He's saying, what I redeem you with it's going to last long. It's my blood. It's love. It's not anything that perish, that decay. I'm beyond that. It's deep. If you look at it in the verse 18, it says, corruptible things as silver and gold. He's saying it's not money. It's not the things you own that are going to save you. If you think of what I did for you, I go beyond your home, beyond, beyond the car you drive, beyond your job, beyond any material things. It's not anything corruptible. And the Lord wants us to think that way, that even when we're praying and we're praying in his will, it's not about material things because this life is so serious. Christ is about to come. And if we don't think spiritual from now, we ain't going to make it. As every prayer we're praying for our children and what we want to happen within this life, we're kind of missing the boat. We're kind of missing the boat. This fasting is not even about food. If you want to eat three days for the week, 
you know, and, and don't eat food. That's up to you. It's not even about food. It's something spiritual. You can eat three, two times and miss one meal, and you are like you didn't eat for 10 days past. It's not about that. It's not corruptible things. It's not things that like silver and gold that we can buy. It's more than that. Being redeemed by this blood, that's love. A deeper love that we can't even comprehend right now. It's not about vain conversation. People say all things and talk loose words. He's trying to say it's beyond our conversation. It's beyond our communication. It's more serious. The precious blood of Jesus Christ is serious. This blood he used and it bought you and I that gives us access to God. The one who can give us everything. So he's trying to put some lessons in our head to say, I've already paid the price. Don't come and just be asking for material things and things that you're going to eat and things you're going to do and things you're going to drive. Ask for more than that. There's a a higher being. There's a higher power you have access to. We have access to a higher power that can empower us to get more than we can even comprehend. But everybody's going through the back door. They're asking for material things. That's the message. He's trying to tell us, listen, guys, I didn't bought you. We weren't bought by conversation, tradition, things like what I spoke about, like things, you know, this is in my family for years. This is how we do it. It's no tradition. It's not things that are handed down by your father in the genealogy that you say, you know what, this is how we do it. He's saying, look beyond that. Don't look at how your father used to cook and what, how they used to worship. Look to Jesus. When you fall on your knees, quit praying for material things and start to pray for spiritual things. That's his will. That's praying in his will. That sin will not arrest us and put us in bondage any longer. We won't again be entangled with darkness, but we will get a glimpse of the light. You don't understand. When you get a glimpse of the light, then you start to look towards the promised land. You will recognize that this earth is not her, her home. But if you are caught up in the world, every time you pray, it's going to be about your condition. What if a famine is supposed to start tomorrow? There's no electricity, and we have to run out the city. There's looting, there's war in the city. Are you going to be out there praying that you come home? that your condo remain nice and nobody break in there, we missed the point. You get what I'm saying? The Spirit of the Lord is showing me that there's a deeper calling of the love of Christ for you and I. And if we get a glimpse of it, our prayer life is going to change because he's warning us and giving us a little glimpse to say, listen, you don't understand that you have been redeemed. And it's not about what you can see. There's a higher power. I've sent my son to redeem you, to bought you. You were supposed to be dead. I paid for you. 
redemption is free. I ransom you. I exchange my son to get you back, all of us. I bought you back. I did not do it with material things, with silver and gold. Even though it's worth a lot, it's going to perish. There's something more serious than money that we need to pray about. There's something more serious than having a job. Because if we have this relationship, he promised, because he owns everything, that's when we can claim the promises, when we're connected with God. People are not connected with God. That's the problem. We worry about trivial things. We are so touchy. We worry about things when we need to worry about our relationship. How is it with God? How is it with your family? Look at the last verse. He reminds us again how he redeemed us. He says, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. If you look at it then and say, what is it meant to have no spot, to have no blemish? Without blemish or spot is talking about our character. The lamb has no blemish. It's without spot. It's a sinless character. Christ's character was sinless. It made him qualify to purchase us. And because we are hearers with Christ, we have access to be perfect. We have access because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And if we are perfect, we can pray like some of the prophets. Many a time you see the prophets pray. They say, Lord, I keep your commandments and I live perfect before your sight. When you pray prayer like that, it moves the hand of God. But that's when we understood that Christ came and it says, I'm faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. So therefore, brethren, listen. If you go tonight or tomorrow in this fasting and you write out your sins, yes, write them out. Stop from just going and say, Lord, forgive me for all my sins and you're gone. No. God wants you to write them out. I've met a lot of powerful people who've done that. You write out your sins, sexual sin, all the different sins. You ask his Holy Spirit to remind you. And when you have them all written out, you take them to the Lord one by one and say, Lord, take away this sin. And then you say, Lord, rebuke every spirit that is assigned to me through these sins. And you call them. And when you call everything and get to the end, you're going to stand like you're forgiven. Don't stand and come in with doubt. When you read these two verses, you cannot come ordinary. Because if you really understood these two verses, you know that we are covered under the blood. And once we confess, he said it's faithful and just to forgive us. Therefore, we have authority now because we, we can be presented just to Jesus Christ, to God. And when we ask him anything in his name, he said we will do it. We've got to 
got to go through this process. First, have to recognize whom we serve and what Jesus Christ did for you and I. When you understood and it's really hit home, you know that we are not ordinary. A lot of people who don't understand the power is people who don't get it. It passed over our heads. We always think we are so sinful and down in the miry clay. Listen, when you fully comprehend these two verses, you are no more in miry clay. You're on the mountaintop. You're going to ask for things and you're going to get it. But a lot of things, people are asking for things and they're not asking for spiritual things because they don't get it. The Lord is asking you, do you get it tonight? Do you really agape me? Do you really love me? Do you realize I've paved the way for you already? But you don't understand. We're still living like we're in bondage. You don't realize. This morning I share Acts, in Acts chapter, in Acts where Paul was going to Rome. And he was the one in chain, supposedly in bondage, but he was the one given direction. It's the same thing. In human terms, when you are in bondage and chain, it's not spiritual. When Christ set you free, you can be in jail, like Pastor Williams, and the angel of the Lord can come and set you free. Because you're you're not even in bondage. It's just physical things trying to entangle you. That's nothing. If we start to think outside the box, that the Christ whom we serve, who loves you and I so much, died on the cross for you and I, there's nothing he won't give us. We don't get it. We ask him for the thing before the relationship. Get the relationship first. Understand that we were purchased. Therefore, don't let the devil lie to you and tell you you are no good, nothing going to happen for you. And we all believe in a lie and we become doubtful, fearful, and give him more access. If you go back tonight, read over these verses, ask the Spirit of the Lord to empower you, Go back and read the Step to Christ, that page. And just continue to wrestle with God. There's nothing good that he's going to withhold from them that loves him. We already have the assurance. So we're conquerors, man. We're conquerors. Praise the Lord. We are conquerors. I pray tonight. I know I went a little bit long. I'm really sorry about it. Praise God. God just wants us, brethren. Listen, please. If we really soak this in tonight and realize that Christ already paid it, if he paid for the thing, don't go back and try to pay for it. Act as if we have it already. We have access to power, but we're not claiming it. And Button to Christ is claiming it. That's why we're seeing so powerful testimony. That's why we're seeing so many deliverance. And when we speak, sometimes people say, wow, you can speak like that? People who was on the line, when we pray for that young lady in the UK, busy. 
when I was on the line with her alone, and I'm trying everything, all of a sudden it pops in my head. But you're you're royalty. Use up the royal power, man. Therefore, I just start a call for Angel and tell the demon, listen, if you don't come out, I'm going to call for Gabriel. That's when the demon started to speak, like, no. But you know what even become more powerful? When you know the power that is behind you, which is Christ Jesus. I tell the, the demon, I'm going to count to five. And when I get to five, if you don't come out, I'm calling for Gabriel. And Gabriel going to destroy you, and we are going to see it happen. That demon starts to scream, no, no, don't. Don't send me to the bottomless pit. Let me roam. This is real. The point is, is because we understood that when you're in the spiritual realm, you can call for angels and you can see them if God allow you to. But you know they're there. You don't have to really see them. I call for Gabriel, and when Gabriel is coming, the demon is crying. I know Gabriel is there. He came down. I don't have to guess and say, perhaps, can you pray like that? Are you afraid to pray like that? No, we have to. We are here as with Christ, unless you're not preparing to go home, unless you don't believe that these things are real in the Bible. You don't really believe the word. You're wavering. Virgin, if you are serious tonight and claim the promises and believe that Jesus Christ really died for you and I and shed his blood, there's nothing that we ask for we won't get. But we first have to realize his precious blood was shed. We have to seek him first. May God just bless you tonight and keep you. May you continue to pray for us as we continue to pray for you. God bless you all as we'll now have the prayer request in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.